Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Notes from Therapy, where I share with you takeaways from my personal therapy or other things that are pouring into my life at the moment. This episode is inspired by a situation in my kitchen with my husband. So let's talk about co-regulation. Now, I am someone who has a lot of childhood trauma. I've talked about this before, but if you're new here, I I have trauma and we all, you know, we all have some form of it. I have a lot of childhood trauma. So, of course, I'm working on it, but sometimes often it gets triggered and I find myself in a triggered state. My pattern has been to go within myself. Like I have a shell and I just kind of climb into my little shell and I think my way through those feelings, right? This has been most of my life. Like I would get triggered. I would leave wherever I was, go spend some time alone, recoup, recover, and then come back as if nothing had happened. This was really supportive for me for a time, right? Like being able to self-soothe, being able to take space, kind of care for myself in that moment. That was an amazing practice. Now, it wasn't until I found the Enneagram that I learned that I was thinking through those feelings. I wasn't actually feeling my feelings. And I learned eventually to start to allow the feelings to flow through my body as energy. So I started seeing emotions as energy, both good energy and bad energy. They all create some sensation, but seeing that sensation not as a good thing or a bad thing, but just as a sensation, like something that's happening in my body and it will come and it will go and it always moves through and passes versus I come from point seven, right? Versus that like desire to ignore, escape, run away from the negative emotions because of fear that I'll get sucked under and never get out. I think one time I I wrote about it as like dipping my toe into the darkness and then just getting like sucked in like it's quicksand. That's how it's always felt. So starting to see it as a neutral energy that's kind of just moving through my body. Maybe this energy makes me want to cry. Maybe this energy makes me want to dance. Maybe this energy makes me want to smile. Whatever it is, it's here. It will always be here. I'm just feeling it. So that was a really supportive step, right? Kind of moving out of my head into my body And then I learned to move that energy through my body. So this is really through a lot of the books that I've read this year, Body Keeps the Score, Call of the Wild, books about trauma and somatic healing, and about every emotion, every sensation in your body having kind of a 
an end point. For, for example, for me, it's like anxiety. I can shake or jump around or move that way. Anger, I can punch a pillow. I can scream. I can go for a run. Like things that are kind of my body is physically completing the energies. So that was an amazing step. And then the next phase that I've been working on is not letting my response to my emotions be something that pulls me out of intimacy with my partner. Because I am so good at self-reliance. I am so good at self-soothing. I am so good at just kind of like holding up, taking care of myself, returning. But I never really thought about how that felt to someone who is in relationship to me, right? If I'm pulling and going in, I am at that point creating their experience of that, right? For my experience, I'm just going into my little hole. I'll come back out. Don't worry. But from the other person's experience, it's like I am no longer there. Like I am, I've put a bunch of walls up. Like I have created a disconnect, you know, with the other person. And so as I I try to work on this the other day, I was triggered. And it was a situation in which I normally would want to kind of go into my own world, be in my own head. But instead of kind of going into my little shell, I asked him to breathe with me. And we sat together um, in the kitchen. I put my hand on his heart. He put his hand on my heart. And we took some deep breaths together. And we co-regulated. So if you don't aren't familiar with the term, co-regulation is when one partner is grounded enough to help the other partner to regulate. So I have been self-regulating, which is, you know, I go off by myself, I regulate my emotions, and I return. Co-regulation is allowing your partner to bring you back to earth and bring you back into kind of a solid place when you've been dysregulated. So ways that co-regulation can look in relationship. You can do light touch. You can just let them hold you, maybe even making and maintaining eye contact. They can use a calm voice. Sometimes it might feel nice for them to audibly sigh in relief, like, like kind of encouraging the other person to do that too. Maybe co-breathing, leaning on the other person, moving slowly, asking what you can tolerate, you know, in terms of touch. If you're like me, when I am triggered or dysregulated, I don't necessarily want to be touched. But sometimes light touch feels really nice. Sometimes if I initiate touch, it feels very good. Be conscious of your own experience so you can help the other person come down instead of letting them bring you up. And so these are just some ways that you can co-regulate. But for me, that, that right there, like breathing together, hands on heart, we were touching foreheads, like that felt really good. It felt really good to regulate without distancing or isolating like I'm used to, right? Now, co-regulation is something that ideally you would experience in childhood, right? It can help children to more easily self-regulate as they turn into adults. But when you lack adequate co-regulation in childhood, you may not learn how to regulate your emotions as an adult. I learned how to self-regulate through sweat equity, (laughs) like just figuring it out on my own, right? And and I don't want that for anyone. But I that's how I had done it, right? That's like this is what I know. This is the only thing that works. 
So I was kind of scared to co-regulate with my partner because I had had a hard time distinguishing between co-regulation and codependency. I was really afraid that if I, I'm not saying that I've like come to some sort of like destination on this. I mean, I've done it once. So I just want to be clear. But I think the fear is like, well, what if we are overly connected to a point of it being unsupported? But actually, codependency looks much more like getting swept up in the emotions of your partner versus kind of the importance of holding your own space and letting your energy be its your own while helping them to come back to center through keeping yourself separate, right? When you're codependent, you kind of get caught up in it. When you can manage interdependence, you can have your own energy while your partner has their own experience. So the goal being interdependence, not codependence. Being able to depend on each other while still having a solid sense of self. I say all of that to say, (laughs) if you are in a partnership with someone with a lot of childhood trauma, can you support them through co-regulation. Ask them what would feel supportive to them when they're in that trigger. And if they're anything like me, I used to always say, like, just give me time to be alone, but invite them into, I get that. I respect that. And what if I could offer you support? You know, don't get swept up in their emotions, stay grounded to the earth, allow them to come back down with you. And if you are in a situation where you're considering, can I open up? Can I be more vulnerable? Is this asking for too much in terms of intimacy? Is this going to lead to one person having more power in the relationship than the other? Consider, am I holding my own space while offering support to one another? Can I depend on them while being my own person? And how can we build into that if that is not currently the case? All of that to say, that's what's up for me right now. That's my note from therapy. It was a kitchen therapy, if you will. As always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. I'll see you tomorrow for the next one. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.